0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from Galatians, uh, the fifth chapter, where Paul writes, For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Dear friends of Christ, in, in our text, Paul is exhorting the Galatian church to stand firm in the freedom. In Christ, which has been given to you, which, and do whatever you can do to preserve your freedom. On this Reformation Sunday, we remember how Martin Luther and the Reformers stood up to defend the faith. They stood up to defend the truth. They stood up for the freedom we have in Christ against sin and against death and against the devil and against opposition. Martin Luther professed that salvation comes through faith alone, through grace alone, and through Scripture alone. And Martin Luther stood firm on that. His duty remains ours today. The duty of the church hasn't changed to stand firm. And we're called to stand firm, as Paul writes stand firm. In Christ who frees us. Indeed, Paul's teachings are Martin Luther's teachings, are your teachings and my teachings. It's what I call the salvation equation. The salvation equation. Listen to the formula Christ plus nothing equals everything. And the other end of the equation is Christ plus anything equals nothing. And so our theme for this morning, the salvation equation. This morning, God's Word calls us to stand firm on the salvation equation, that we have freedom in Christ our Lord. Christ plus nothing equals everything. Christ plus anything equals nothing. Stand firm. Trust God that you're free this morning. Trust God's Word that you are free from the sins of your past. That He has freed you from the power that your sins would have over your lives. And Paul writes, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again to a yoke of slavery. You cannot, on your own, escape the sins of your past. They'll drag you down. They must be forgiven only through the blood of God Himself in Jesus Christ. Our sins condemn us, and that's why Paul wrote, the wages of sin is death. Our best moments in life, no matter how brightly they may shine, cannot atone, cannot pay for, cannot cover the condemnation and punishment we deserve for breaking God's Ten Commandments. Only Jesus can cover that. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can set us free. Paul describes our freedom. Christ redeems us. That word redeem means He bought us. He bought us back. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. And the law is a curse because you can't keep it. He redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Martin Luther wrote about our amazing freedom from his small catechism. Christ has redeemed me, a lost and condemned creature. Christ has purchased and won me from all sin, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with silver or gold but with His precious blood and innocent suffering and death. And so we hit the cross. As we proceeded in, we carry the cross, and it's all about the cross, Jesus dying, and there He paid the price, complete and full satisfaction for your sin and mine. The blood has power. There's power in the blood, and that's ultimate freedom. Your past sins have no power over you, it takes faith to believe that. And I know it does because as I'm sitting by the bedside of our faithful members, the saints of God that worship with us, and as they're breathing their last, they're clinging to my hand, and they're saying, Pastor, how do I know my sins are forgiven? And I say, because they have been declared to you. But how do I know I've been set free? By faith you are saved. Through grace. It's the ultimate freedom. It's the confidence you live with every single day of your life. It's magnificent, it's wonderful. And we we can't take this this freedom for granted. Because with freedom, there always comes a responsibility. And so, with that responsibility, we come to church, and with that responsibility, we study God's word, and with that responsibility, we worship and we celebrate what God has done. A mighty fortress is our God, Luther writes. Paul warns Christians of every age, do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Don't let the law condemn you. And don't let you get to the point that you can think by something that you have done will make satisfaction for the wrongs that you've done. Don't make yourself a slave to the law, slavery, to sin and death. Remember the miniseries? Now, maybe some of you—I'm I'm showing my age, I imagine—back in 1977, that miniseries called Roots. Quite the quite the series. Incredible story about the Africans as people from America went over and captured people from the villages. And they took the people from the villages, men and women and children. They tied them to poles and they put them in chains. And they put them on ships and then sold them as slaves. They lost their freedom. It's a horrible story. Well, that's what Satan has done to us. He has bound all mankind to sin and he's imprisoned us to the law of God. And Martin Luther experienced his spiritual slavery to the law. It terrified him. As a Christian, he would hear pastors preach about God's rules and Ten Commandments and he was terrified because he knew he hadn't kept them. Slavery to the law. He was, and he didn't like it. He felt God's condemning hand pushing down upon him until he found out that he was free in Christ. Until he learned that great message. And, and Martin Luther talks about this journey of being pressed down by God's laws and rules and feeling like he's condemned and he'll never be able to make it to heaven and then finally being set free in the first hymn that he wrote. And I, I dear Christians, one and all rejoice. I'd like to be able to sing all 12 verses of it because it tells his story from beginning to end. But the first verse, fast bound, in Satan's sane, fast bound in Satan's chains I lay, death brooded darkly over me. Sin was my torment night and day, in sin my mother bore me. Yea, deeper and deeper still I fell, life had become a living hell, so firmly sin possessed me. And then he writes of his spiritual freedom. But God beheld my wretched state before the world's foundation, and mindful of his mercies great, he planned my soul's salvation. God's grace is what enabled Luther to forget his past, to leave it behind. And to press on, as Paul says, to the glory of that upward call in Christ Jesus. To leave my sins in the past. Luther stood firm in that freedom. He proclaimed that faith. And he stood defending that freedom until his last breath. Remember the important salvation equation? In fact, I want you to say it after me, okay? Christ plus nothing equals everything. Christ plus anything equals nothing. If you try to add anything to the blood of Christ, what Jesus has done for you, then Jesus has done nothing for you. You're either freed from sin by His blood, or you're not free at all. Now, maybe I can illustrate. Let's, let's talk, I want you to think about a large sliding glass door, and then we have it in our patio door, maybe that kind of sliding glass door, and it's made out of tempered glass. They put tempered glass into those things so that if you walk through them, uh, the glass won't uh, you know, break into large pieces. Tempered glass will shatter into a million small pieces. You have tempered glass in your car. Now, I want you to think what happens, just imagine that patio door window shattering into a million pieces and putting it back together again. How do you fix what's broken? And you say, well, that would be impossible. Well, even if it's not impossible, even if you could take all of the pieces and fit them back together, and glue them back together, you'd still have a worthless window. And that's the way it is with our souls. The only way to get it new is you have to buy a brand new one. Brand new window, we need a brand new soul. Our souls are like broken glass once broken by sin as we are conceived in the womb, can't be put back together again. We need a brand new heart. We're ruined. Our soul's condemned. Born in darkness. Can't fix all the broken pieces. Only Jesus can do that. And that's why Jesus came. He came to purchase us from sin. He came to purchase us from the devil, from sin and death. He came to forgive all your sins, to forgive all your past, all your wrongs, and to set you free. In our gospel lesson, that's why Jesus said, truly, truly, which means really, really. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. So if the sun sets you free you'll be free indeed. If the sun sets you free then you are free. By his blood. All those sins of the past, I don't care what you've done. It does not matter. He gives you his perfect life and he declares you what's called justification he as a courtroom act he slams down the gavel and he declares you who are guilty innocent that's the center of the Christian faith God has by the blood of Jesus declared me sinless through the perfect life of Jesus I get his righteousness I become holy like my savior and that's why Jesus came to set you free and Satan doesn't want you to be free so Satan wants to rob you of this. Satan wants you to rob you of that comfort. He wants to rob you of that confidence. He wants to steal that assurance away from you and get you to question what Christ has done, get you to question whether it can be happened so easily just by the spoken word. Your sins are forgiven. He spends overtime trying to minimize all that, trying to get you to not come to church, not hear the word of God, not grow in Christ. And convincing our hearts that all you need is Jesus and add a little more. Satan says Christ plus obedience is everything. It's a lie. Satanic lie. That we must keep God's law to get to heaven. we can't do it remember the salvation equation and again i want you to repeat after me christ plus everything equals nothing i said that wrong i hope you recognize that christ plus nothing equals everything christ plus anything Equals nothing. Obedience cannot save us. Salvation is found by using the law equation God's law plus your obedience equals nothing. The salvation equation Christ plus nothing equals everything. Christ plus everything equals, or anything equals nothing. Let me, let me explain. You know, let's say that you're driving to the East Coast, and, and you're in your car, and as you drive, you are going to carefully follow the speed limit, and by golly, you do. You, you are, every time this, that speed limit sign changes, you change your speed so that you don't break the law. And you've been driving for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, faithfully obeying every single rule. And then your attention slips for a moment and you enter into a small town and you're going 55 miles an hour in a 35 mile an hour zone. And the red lights come on and sure enough, that police officer pulls you aside to inform you of your crime. Now, if you're like me, you're going to plead your innocence. Because you really didn't break any law. It wasn't intentional. And so I say, but officer, I'm not a lawbreaker. You see, you don't understand. I left Spencer, Iowa, and I haven't, I haven't broken any speed limit. Along the whole way, I have been faithful. I don't deserve to be punished. because I didn't see the speed limit change. And so based on my ignorance of the law, I am not guilty. Based on my ignorance of the law, I don't deserve to be punished. Is that defense going to (laughs) work? I've tried it. It doesn't work. And a defense like that won't stand up in the court of God's law either on judgment day as you stand before Jesus you can't plead ignorance well i didn't know it's not my fault it's somebody else's fault now we've broken all his commandments we deserve death we deserve punishment and the only way to free ourselves from this sentence of death and eternal punishment is for Jesus to die for you to pay the price by His blood to set you free from sin and death and the power of the devil. And that's what He does. Remember the salvation equation. Christ plus nothing equals everything. Christ plus anything equals nothing. Stand firm. Stand firm in the faith and confess with Paul, all you who have been baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. You've been baptized. You're clothed in the salvation that God gives you. And you say, well, how am I supposed to know my sins are forgiven? It's been proclaimed to you. It's been accomplished for you. It's been delivered to you in holy baptism. And Christ clothes you in that. Stand firm in that confidence. While a prisoner in Rome, Paul rejoiced in his Christian freedom, and he wrote that I might be found in Christ, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that righteousness that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God, and that is by faith. And in this confidence, Paul was able to talk about his future. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, with the Lord, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but all who have, who, have, who have longed for his appearing. Are you ready to meet Jesus? If Jesus were to come again in the clouds of glory today, are you ready to meet him? Of course you are. He said, boy, I sure hope I am. No, you are. Why? Because Christ has set you free. And if you've been set free, you're free indeed. Stand firm in the grace of God. Christ plus nothing equals everything. And Christ plus anything equals nothing. As citizens of God and His kingdom, we cherish our freedom. We cherish our salvation that we have in Jesus. Stand firm in the freedom which you have in Christ Jesus. Your past is forgiven. In the present, we live as free people in Christ Jesus. And in the future, your soul will be in heaven with God. Why? Because He set you free. And that's what the Reformers fought for. That's why so many died. Stand firm in the truth of Christ alone, by faith alone, by grace alone, and Scripture alone. The salvation equation. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.